Welcome to Beretta Fleur's podcast, where we talk about all things, particularly what resonates with women in their midlife experience. Where are you in your experience today? So today we are going to be talking about imposter syndrome. And what that basically is, is the feeling that you have somehow arrived at a point in your life and you feel like you don't have the street cred to back up where you are. And that can be in a career, it could be in your home, it could be in your family. So we're just going to touch on a little bit about that and hopefully get a conversation going within yourself about where these feelings are coming from and what you can do to kind of override that and really embrace what you have probably worked hard to achieve in your life. I'm actually apologizing in advance. I'm going to be doing a lot of eye talk. I don't have any contributors because we are under our quarantine. So I am actually just by my lonesome, probably like you are. So um, just letting you know, <laughs> full disclosure on that. To give you a little bit of background, my experience is that I sprung up from New Jersey, <laughs> lots of kids, lots of chaos. Parents were teachers, ran a daycare. I spent many years from age 18 on kind of doing a DIY lifestyle, really designing my own life without any particular guideline. Wasn't sure about college, didn't go to college right away, eventually saved up, went to a Vaux Technical Art School, which was off the beaten path, but really gave me the experience I needed to go out into the world and make money as a designer. Then I did freelance design for a very long time, learned how to do websites back when Flash was a thing, doing a lot of Flash websites only to discover a couple years later nobody did Flash anymore. Um, so really just trying to craft a lifestyle as best I could with a little bit here, a little bit there, before side hustles really were a thing. Now everybody has a side hustle, right? But this was really before that whole thing was a thing. So I spent a lot of years having imposter syndrome and really kind of forging a path for myself that no one had done yet. So I eventually arrived in my midlife, pretty successful, in great financial shape, and just really not even sure how I got here and really feeling almost embarrassed when I would work with a client or if I would take on employment for a while just to kind of, you know, sit back and let a paycheck come in and not have to hustle every month is kind of nice. So years on and off, I would do that. And <laughs> I really just felt like an imposter. Like, who are you? Who are you to be sitting here with all of your experience when you haven't done the regular thing where you graduate high school, four years in college, maybe a year abroad, go back, get another degree, and then settle into the workforce and, you know, hunker down in a company, work your way up the ladder. I didn't have that. But I also know that my value has been really good. Just done a really good job at every job I've ever had. I have a very strong work ethic. So what leads me to think that I'm an imposter? that I have some sort of deficiency with people my age and in my career field. So that's kind of an example of the imposter syndrome. 
And I want you guys to kind of think about where in your life, maybe in your career, you've experienced that and where you can say to yourself, hang on. And you can look back and see what exactly you've done and what gives you the right to be inside the life that you have. Now, this feeling of being an imposter in your career can not only apply to your current career, it can also apply to if you're looking to change your career or if you're looking to change jobs or you're moving to a new city and you've got to go to interviews. So let's dig in a little bit to, for example, if you're going to apply for a job, it can be really intimidating to read a bunch of job descriptions and know you've got a great resume, you've done the time, you know that you're a competent, smart person who can pretty much pick up anything that you're trained to do within a reasonable amount of time. Just going to an interview or job sites and working with headhunters, putting out your resume, answering all the questions that they ask you can generate a feeling of imposter syndrome or unworthiness. So if you're in that situation right now, and many of us are with the whole COVID thing happening, we have to take a look at what we're telling ourselves and what we're putting out there every time we apply for a job. First of all, I think the most important thing is that you are going to be your own toughest critic. Good help is hard to find, and any company is going to be lucky to have somebody who can perform even half of the tasks that they put out. Another thing to remember, too, is that when jobs are posted, and I know this from experience having been a job poster and an interviewer before, a lot of times it's a wish list. It's putting every single thing out there that somebody might have to do one day so that they can cover their butts and say, well, it was on the job description. <laughs> so first off, when you're looking at a job and you're comparing it against your skill set, know that no human being on earth probably has half those skill sets all at the same time. To give you an example, as a designer, <laughs> when they ask for a designer, they want you to be a print designer, a web designer, a graphic artist, an art director, a coder, illustrator, just tons of skills that a lot of people don't really have all of. And I can tell you from experience when hiring, what do we always say? Well, we can train them, right? It's mostly about attitude and a willingness to learn. So there you go. If you're worried about imposter syndrome when you're looking for a job, you gotta just go out there and give it your best shot and be confident because if you're willing to work, chances are you are pretty much their dream candidate. So <laughs> with that in mind, if that's what you're struggling with or that's what you're worried about right now, just kind of spend a few minutes with yourself and your resume and just know your worth especially when it comes to your salary negotiations, know your worth and don't feel bad about it. Don't let that imposter syndrome get you down. The next thing I wanted to go into was the feeling of imposter syndrome socially. My position currently is living in the beautiful suburbs of Texas. I live in a great neighborhood with a bunch of lovely neighbors, which is very different than anything I've ever experienced before. To give you a little background, I have 
paid my own rent since I was 18. I love to travel. I've kind of got that boho mindset. Of course, now my husband calls me foho <laughs> because <laughs> I'm no longer such a wanderer. But I do have that mentality of, hey, I could live in a van. Why not? To go from that to having a very nice house with the quiet street and the ladies who lunch is a little bit different for me. Very different for me, as a matter of fact. And it kind of leads me to the conversation within myself about how am I seeing myself compared to people that I've met over the years and how I get a little bit insecure sometimes about my social standing. Again, sometimes there's that little voice that says, who are you in this lovely ladies who lunch crowd? Who are you at this book club? And I have to remind myself, don't say anything weird. Don't be subversive. You know, don't talk about Wicca. <laughs> so there's a little bit of that in a lot of situations, particularly if you're new to an area, you're a new mom, and you're looking to make mom friends. There's kind of this instinct to both bond with each other and judge each other at the same time. I know I can be Judge Judy a lot, and I don't mean to, and it's not mean-spirited, but there can be this comparing myself to the other people in my social circle for a constant feedback to myself of, where do I stand? Where does she stand? Where do they stand? And I do notice it coming up in conversation sometimes, too, with the ladies that I spend time with. So where in your life is this happening where you're feeling imposter syndrome socially. Now it could, again, be part of the career because a lot of networking can happen in your career. I worked in the wedding industry for a lot of years, so there was a lot of partying, a lot of cross lines with, we're friends, but we work together, but I know her, but we're also friends on Facebook, so I kind of know everything about her life. So you kind of get that social aspect in your career as well as with your just social circle in general. Here in the South, or Texas isn't really the South. I would say here in Texas and in the South, church is a huge social experience. A lot of people go to church for that social aspect. So is that happening for you? Are you going to church? Are you feeling judged? Are you judging? Are you feeling like an imposter? And that's something that can be really detrimental, not only to yourself, people who are around you may also be taking cues from you, both how to treat each other and how to treat you. So how to create some new self-talk to avoid giving in to the imposter syndrome, to avoid giving that power and really embracing where you are in your experience and in your journey. The first thing you can do in any situation where you are feeling at a loss, you are feeling some sort of shame, you are feeling some sort of lacking, is to stop turning inward and turn outward. Look outward. Look at the people that you're spending your time with who are in need of somebody to come to their company and help them reach their goals. Everybody in your life needs something. They need something that you can possibly provide. So instead of thinking of yourself as, I'm here and this is a ladder and I've climbed to a certain point 
and now I'm at this level, and am I ready to be at this level? Think of it as, I've come to this town or this city, and I've got a bag full of stuff that I've gathered along the way, and I've got my experience, and I have that for the sole purpose of sharing that, to build something, to give something. Maybe somebody is lonely. Maybe somebody doesn't know how to set up a website. Maybe somebody doesn't know how to play an instrument. You always arrive wherever you are in life with a bag of tools on your back that you can share with your community. And that's something to remember every time you deal with that imposter syndrome. Take a couple minutes to, if you want to pause this or if you just want to do this with me now, jot down a few things that you know you can do. I can raise a kid. I can cook lasagna. I can sing. Whatever it is, even if you may take it for granted because you have been doing this for a long time or your whole life, write it down. Because somewhere... Somebody doesn't have that skill, and someone needs that skill at some point. If you can start every couple days, sit down with a glass of wine, maybe with your morning coffee, sit down and look at everything that you can do, and look at that list, and add to it, just as a reminder that you are not an imposter, that this is your journey and your experience, and you bring your experience to the world. The world does not wait with a checklist to say, well, can she cook lasagna? Can she sing? Can she do this? No. You're arriving with your experience, and that has value. The second thing I want to explore is how that imposter syndrome can sometimes be a trigger to looking into your life and saying, am I really happy? And how the imposter syndrome can actually be respected and used as a tool Another thing I like to do is to think back on my life and look at the different times, chapters, seasons, whatever you want to call them. The time where I was living in an apartment in Los Angeles. The time where I was living in a studio, which was really a converted barn in the rainforest of Washington. You know, the time when I was traveling the country in a van. These were all different times in my life that got me to where I am, but aren't necessarily who I am. So anytime you're having that imposter syndrome, that fish out of water feeling that I'm here and I really don't belong, just think and remember that life is a journey and life is an experience. And we're not made to be the same person or do the same thing over and over. So if you're feeling out of sorts, just remember that this is temporary, that you're not necessarily going to be the same person in the same situation all the time, that something is here to be experienced, but not necessarily to stay. To that point, for a while I was doing sales. Now, I love sales. I love everything about sales, except for when it comes to somebody buying something. And I love the idea of helping people. I love the idea of informing them about a product, but I just don't like the kill. And I think I don't like the kill because I don't really care that much if somebody does something or not. And I know that you're supposed to have this mentality where 
oh, now's the time for the kill. You know, hunt and kill, drag him down. <laughs> okay, maybe not that crazy, but you know what I mean. There's this need to finish the job, and I just, I never really had that. And I think it's because I'm one of those people that just likes people to make up their mind for themselves. I like to inform and then walk away. Here's the information. See ya. My point is, that wasn't a successful experience for me because it didn't really add to my sense of worth. And it didn't really do well for the bottom line that the company I was with was trying to achieve. Does that mean that I had no other value to the client or to the company? Absolutely not. I spent many years doing many things that were of value to the company and the clients. It was just something that I was trying. I loved certain aspects of it, but certain aspects frustrated me. And I have to look at that as a season and part of my journey and not who I am. Hello, I'm Beretta Fleur. I am a terrible salesperson. <laughs> no, that's not who I am. And to be honest, I did sell some stuff, so maybe I was good. See, I don't even know. <laughs> I'm just telling you, my mental attitude at the time was I was trying to do something and be somebody that I really wasn't comfortable with in all aspects. But that doesn't define who I am. It doesn't define my value. It doesn't define my ability to help people or inform people. It's just an experience that didn't turn out the way that I pictured it turning out. So if you're feeling that imposter syndrome and that fish out of water syndrome, maybe you're trying to do something where you feel a little bit too out of your depth. Maybe you're trying to make friends with people who you can't really relate to on any level. Or maybe you just haven't found the right fit for you. And there's nothing wrong with trying different things. There's nothing wrong with saying, you know what, I'm not comfortable at this job, so I'm just going to start going on interviews somewhere else. There's nothing wrong with saying, you know what, I don't really relate to these people, or every time I hang out with them, I don't feel good about myself, so I'm going to hang back and I'm going to put out feelers to a different group of people. So when you're feeling that imposter syndrome, know that it can sometimes be a trigger for something that isn't really fitting with your life. So you want to respect that imposter syndrome, like, hey, maybe it's trying to tell you something, but don't let it prevent you from feeling comfortable and happy when you're surrounded by positive people or an opportunity to further your life and experience something new and incredible on your journey. The final thing I want to touch on today goes back to turning outward. And that is when you recognize the imposter syndrome in your life, how you can turn it outward and learn from others. Up until the day you die, you're learning something. My grandfather passed when he was in his 80s. And what I absolutely remember and love about him, and I hope I'm like this when I'm 80, is he was always learning something new. He was learning email, he was doing this, he was doing that. He's doing Meals on Wheels, bringing food to other people who are younger than he is. And I just love that about him. We're always learning, we're always experiencing something new, and everybody out there has something to teach you. So if you're feeling awkward at your new job, or as you're interviewing, or even in a social situation, what can those people around you teach you? And how valued does it make someone feel to have somebody else reach out to them and say, can you help me with that? Now, I'm not talking about being a needy needster. <laughs> I'm not saying be a time sucker and go to everybody. Can you help me do this? We're not talking about that because we don't have a lot of time, right? So, but 
for somebody to even acknowledge and value your skill set. To give you an example, I have a friend who just recently said to me, you must be loving quarantine so much because you are so creative. I wish I was as creative as you are. That felt really good. And it was just a simple acknowledgement of my skill set and my value. So if you're spending too much time looking inward, just go to somebody and say, you know what? You always have the best taste in clothes. I would love to go shopping with you one day and see how you pick them out. You know, just something that makes people, not that we can go to stores right now, but you get what I'm saying. Something that makes people feel like their skill set is being valued. If you're looking outward and you're remembering to look inward with kindness, reminding yourself of your own value, you're going to beat the imposter syndrome every time. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. If you would like to drop me a line, please do so at Beretta Fleur, B-E-R-E-T-T-A-F-L-E-U-R at iCloud.com. I'm always happy to hear from you on what you would like to talk about next. Thanks so much and enjoy your experience.